Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Having worked in the motion picture industry for the greater part of my adult life, I can tell you that I've seen some interesting trends through the years. And one that I'd like to talk to you about today is the fact that oftentimes untalented people get to make really interesting projects and they get to be very successful. And these are the people, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where you're looking at like a major studio produced project with a huge budget. And, and you watch the film and it's not that great. The writing's not that good. The directing's not that good. The acting's not that good. The cinematography's not that good. The execution of the entire product is not that great. And then you look at all the people that produced the product that were all involved in it and you see that they all have a long list of credits and they're all uber successful. And you scratch your head and you're like, how do these people get so successful creating mediocre product? And so that's what I want to focus on today, because one of the interesting things that I've noticed through the years, and I don't know if this is true for everybody, but at least for me, sometimes the people that are the most talented in my circle, the people that have, they're just radiating talent. You just look at them, you see their work, and you just know that they're so talented. Sometimes the people that are the most talented are the least confident. And sometimes the people that are the least talented are the most confident. And so what I want to do is help you because I'm going to guess just like me that you fit somewhere on that spectrum. Either you're not that talented, but you have a lot of confidence or, or, or you're super talented, but you don't have enough confidence. And out of the two things, I'm going to tell you that confidence will probably influence your success and bring you to success much faster than just your talent alone. So let me give you some tactics to just try to accelerate your career. And by the way, I'm not trying to make a judgment call here. Um, if, if you probably asked me on a bad day, I would tell you that I'm neither talented nor confident, right? So I think we all fit on that spectrum, uh, you know, depending on where we're at for a particular day. But here's, here's how we get, here's how we take our career to the next level. Um, and you've heard me talk about it before and, I, and go back to other podcasts if you want some more explanation on this. But the two ways that you get ahead in your motion picture career is number one, you learn new stuff. You're doing it right now. You're listening to this podcast. Um, read some books, you know, take some video courses, do some weekend workshops, right? Learn new stuff, always hone your craft. Number two though, and the one that I want to focus on today, especially as it relates to confidence and trying to get yourself ahead, um, is no, is, is by meeting more people, right? So you either learn new stuff or you meet more people. And the way that you meet more people and, and why this is the focus is we start first by knowing what we want. You know, you know what you want to do next in terms of your motion picture career. Maybe it's to make your first short film. Maybe it's to make that independently produced television series. Maybe it's to make that next feature film or to raise money. Or maybe it's even to get a job in the industry, right? Maybe, maybe you're just reaching out to people, you're sending resumes and you're not hearing back and you're wondering why. So number one, know what you want. And then the next step after you know what you want and by the way, you don't need to know what you want for the rest of your life. You just need to know what you want in the short term. What do you want to do over the next six months? And then the next thing is once you figure that out, who is already doing it? Who has already done it? Who does this as a profession? And I want you to find those people and make a list of those people, right? Make a list of people that are already doing what you want to do 
And now the next thing is you're going to reach out to those people. Now, I would start by reaching out always through people's places of business. Don't reach out to them on their home phone or be stalkerish or anything goofy like that. But, you know, and I'll give you an example. Like, uh, you know, I once met with uh, a really, really, really like A-list big time producer uh, on the Universal lot. And that was a that was a really cool experience because, you know, this this person, she is actually doing some amazing, amazing things. I'm not going to name drop or anything like that. I don't want to distract you with this. But but here's the thing, like she's doing some cool stuff. I wanted to get some advice. So what I did was I reached out for advice and she didn't really respond to my first email or my second email or my third email. But by my fourth email, I just made it short and sweet and said, look, I know I keep emailing you. Here's the thing. I, I just want to come over for advice. Now, the way I was able to get that meeting is, is she actually was neighbors with a friend of mine um, who I've done some volunteer work. And that friend of mine also did sort of a warm introduction in addition to my own persistence. And, and that's how I got in. And you're going to have to be crafty like that as well. But here's the thing that I want to point out to you. Um, and you know, you, if you've ever read a sales book, even if you're not into selling, I highly recommend you read a sales book just to get a concept in your mind of how you're going to overcome some, some stalls, right? In sales, I like to say that no is the first hello. So no is the first hello. I just expect that whenever I reach out to somebody cold, their response, their knee-jerk reaction is no. I mean, think about it from your perspective. You're busy. you got a lot going on. You're trying to raise a family. You're trying to do this motion picture thing. The last thing you want to do is take some sort of unsolicited meeting from somebody that you don't even know because that takes up time. And you're like, where's the value in that? And how is that going to help me overcome what I'm doing right now? So you just go into each meeting or each attempt to get a meeting knowing that no is going to be the first hello, but then you're going to pack on persistence and you're going to pack on persistence with value. So most people give up. This is an odd thing, but most people give up after the first, second or third attempt. Most people, when they're trying to reach out to people and get meetings, most people give up after the third attempt. And some of these sales books, you know, that you'll read out there, some of the, some of the studies that they've done, it shows you that it could take up to five to seven times to even get a meeting, let alone close a deal. And so if you're giving up after the third time, you know, you're just, you're just going in the pile of other amateurs that are wondering why they're so frustrated with their careers. But it's the persistence that's going to get you from point A to point B. And here's the really funny thing. If you're trying to reach out to major heavy hitters, do you know how they became a major heavy hitter? By being persistent. By reaching out to people that were playing a bigger game than them and building relationships, right? And one of the things that I've noticed through trying to get meetings and actually accomplishing that goal with several heavy hitters is sometimes they will compliment me on my persistence. You know, I'll, I'll meet some people that have been in the game for a long time and they'll shake my hand and I'll say, man, you're persistent. You just keep going. And it's true. And, and there's a reason for that. It's because, man, I, I want to create a ripple effect. I, I don't want to just... I'm, I'm getting older every day, just like you are. Like, what are you doing? You're just going to waste, waste your life away? No way. Here's the worst thing that can happen when you're reaching out to people. They're going to say no. They're going to say no. They're going to say no. And, and if, if anybody ever gets a little bit goofy and they get on the phone and they're like, look, you keep calling me. Why do you keep calling me? You know, I keep telling you no. And, and all you got to say is like, well, if I'm this persistent trying to reach out to you, imagine what would happen if we ever figured out a way to work together. I'd be able to help, you know, drive success. And you say something like that and suddenly it's like, it, it kind of reframes it as, oh yeah, 
this person is actually has a really strong work ethic and they're willing to do whatever it takes ethically to make sure things happen. And that's a beautiful thing. So here's the thing. Whenever you're doing this whole persistence thing, it is an art. Um, you want to be, you want to be, you want to be persistent without being annoying. And that's sort of the artistic part. And that's kind of feeling that comes with experience. But if all of this concept, you know, of reaching out to people and taking those no's and trying to overcome those no's and finally get a meeting, you know, some things that I want to give you. Number one, always reach out to new people for advice, but find, find some way to frame it in a complimentary way. Like, oh, hey, um, you know, I just noticed that you did such and such and that's great. I found that to be really inspiring and um, I wondered if my, you know, if you might be available to meet for a few minutes, I, I want to just off, ask some advice on a few things, you know, that, that's kind of a weak approach, but all I'm trying to say is like, you go into, you know, a bit about their work and their background and you're just asking for advice. You're not asking for money. You're not asking for a job. You're not trying to be, you know, super pushy about your agenda. And sometimes you might not even get the meeting. Sometimes they say, oh, I just can't take a meeting. I'm too busy. And then you can, might counter and say, well, you know, would it be okay to hop on the phone for a few minutes? And then again, it's either going to be yes or no or a stall. And here's the thing, like sometimes you'll reach out to people and they say, hey, I, you know, I'd love to meet with you, but I'm traveling. Uh, reach back out to me in November or December or January or February or whenever. Well, then you do that, you know, put that on your notes and make sure that you do that. But in the meantime, you can always track, especially if it's like a big Hollywood player, you can always track the work they're doing and then just drop them a note here and there. And the note is no more than like two or three sentences. It's just like, hey, saw so you just did that. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, looking forward to meeting with you. And then just leave it at that. Because what you're doing is you're being persistent without being annoying. You're being complimentary um, without being overbearing. And then finally, you know, eventually with this persistence, not just focused on one person, but I assume that you're doing this with like 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe even 50 people or more that you're trying to get these meetings with, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to start getting those meetings. And here's what, here's what you got to do after the meeting to really kind of strengthen your foothold in the whole uh, relationship as you're leveling up your, your career is and I do this all the time, I'll get a meeting with a heavy hitter. And if the rapport is there and we hit it off and you kind of feel like, yeah, there's something here. Uh, I think I like this person. They like me. Then what I'll do after the meeting and, and I'll kind of talk about this, you know, while we're at, while we're in the meeting, I'll kind of say, Hey, you know what? I really want to introduce you to my buddy. Um, he's doing blah, 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 blah. And after this meeting, I'm going to make sure I send you guys an email and introduce you to each other. So I'll kind of pre-frame it. But what I'm doing right there is I'm taking the heavy hitter that I just met with two weeks ago and really hit it off. And I'm introducing him after today's meeting to the heavy hitter I just met today. And usually what will happen is they'll get together, they'll have their own meeting, but I will be the point of connection. And so one of the first things they'll say is they'll say, wow, yeah, how do you know Jason Brubaker? Oh, well, actually, he just called me out of the blue and he kept being persistent and we finally got a meeting together. Then the other guy's like, yeah, me too. That guy's, that guy's on fire. He just doesn't stop. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because then what happens, and this is you know how I do what I do, 
over time, all of those different connections strengthens your network as a whole. And then if you, if, if you get to the point where you have a project that presents value, like, you know, I got the buddy that's doing all the horror films and, and here's a horror screenplay. Guess what? I reach out to him and say, hey, um, I know we haven't ch chatted for a little while, but I, you know, I've been waiting for something that I could really show you that has some value. And I found this great script and I wondered if you'd, you'd want to take a read. And next thing you know, I already have that relationship. I've already built some credibility. I've already connected them to other uh, heavy hitters. So I'm part of the club, kind of, you know, and now I'm presenting something of value. So by doing this something of value thing, that strengthens the relationship as well. I know this is a short, you know, podcast episode. And if you like this kind of thing, I'll, I'll go into it in a lot more detail. Um, I was trying to fit like <laughs> everything that I've learned over the last decade into, into like 10 minutes here. Um, there's a lot to it, but at the, at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is make friends with people and you're making friends by presenting value first and you're doing it with persistence. Remember, no is the first hello. And if you give up on that first no, then you're going to stay in amateur hour forever. Again, I'm Jason Brubaker. Uh, you can check out some of my work over at filmmakingstuff.com. And if you especially like today's conversation, make sure you grab my film distribution training. You can find that. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.